As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com. danasbeats.com. Nobody opposes this, do they? Like, Republicans don't oppose this, do they? Well, I'll let them speak for themselves, Joe. But there have been historically opposition from the NRA and and other uh, pro-gun entities to any kind of restrictions on ghost guns. And as you say, these are the weapons of choice uh, for criminals, for terrorists, for domestic abusers, because they are unserialized. They have no number on which to trace them back to uh, the seller and therefore the owner. And why this action that we're taking today is so important is that it will require uh, that there be serial numbers on uh, these so-called kits, homemade kits that people can purchase online with the parts and the directions to make uh, a ghost gun at home in under 30 minutes. These are very, very dangerous weapons, and they are increasingly showing up on our streets as the weapon of choice for criminals of all varieties. So welcome to the show, your lovable curmudgeon here to start your week off. I'm Dana Lash. Happy Monday. Make sure you sign up for my newsletter. You're going to want it, particularly today, because I'm breaking down this new order that came out from the White House on gun control, which is so bizarre. So this, um, where to even start? So that was Susan Rice that you were just listening to. And that was, I think, on MSNBC, one of the morning shows. She was talking on MSNBC there. And I have a piece coming out, Desperate Biden turns to gun control. You'll get that later after the radio broadcast if you sign up for Chapter and Verse, the newsletter. And the reason why I think it's desperate is because Democrats, if you've looked at any of the polling, they're underwater. I think that with the way that the momentum is right now, you could be looking at a shellacking that makes 2010 look kind of like child's play. There are a number of races, and the reason I bring that up, and I'm not going to get into the race-by-race stuff just yet or state-by-state. I mean, I'm looking at House. I'm looking at a, a number of different a number of those different races, but I want to get a little bit closer to midterms before I start breaking it down. It does does you no good to have that information just kind of rattling around in your head because it could change, you know, in a month from now. But when you the what I do think is important to note is that the lay of the land and the demographics and how people are trending in terms of their political ideology is quite different than what it was in 2010. I dare say that there are even more people now who are questioning and objecting to a lot of the stuff that they're seeing coming out of the administration, thus Democrats. 
And therefore, there are a lot of areas that used to be considered reliable Democrat strongholds, generational Democrat strongholds that are now either purple or they went red in the last election or two. So Democrats are really they there's they they have no idea anymore. I think how to reach out to the average everyday person. The average everyday person does not give a rat's backside about pronouns or anything else. The average everyday person is trying to figure out how in the hell they're going to stretch their budget to cover their high cost of gas to drive to their damn job and also figure out how to put a full meal, you know, three squares a day on the table for the next month. The average everyday American is right now trying to figure out, oh my gosh, you know, we went from being kind of comfortable because we had tax cuts and everything else and now we're looking at going paycheck to paycheck because of the invisible tax that is inflation. And I have some numbers on that as well to get into. But the point being is that this is the this is what the average everyday American is concerned about and Democrats are not speaking to that. It's just the bizarre. And now they're taking this turn. Going gun control never works for Democrats before a midterm or general election. Go all the way back to the 90s. What was the pe- what was the legislation that pushed it over the top and made it to where Republicans ended up getting the majority in the house? It was it was the Brady Bill. It was gun controls back in the 90s. I'm going to look at some aspects of this because you need to be concerned. I don't care if you are not a hobbyist. You know what a ghost gun is? You guys know what ghost guns are? Because you hear the front, you hear the term all the time. First, let's identify what it actually is and what it actually isn't. A, a firearm, Americans, and this is law. This is federal law, eighteen USC nine twenty two A through Z. Basically, it covers all of this. If you are a hobbyist and you enjoy building things at home, some people like model ships. Some people like to collect stamps. Some people like to do all kinds of stuff. Some people like to, you know, create and chop up and do their own do their own motorcycles. Some people like to do vehicles. I have a friend who's obsessed with Airstream. They like to do that stuff. Some people like to make their own firearms that they themselves privately use and will privately possess. They don't sell them. They just make them at home. Because there's also a federal law on if they start making them at home and selling them, then they have to serialize them. Serial number is just the little thing, the little number that's stamped on the gun. The term ghost gun is as stupid as the term assault weapon. They are both from a unicorn's butt. I don't know how to put it. It is that dumb. They, it is a stupid phrase used by uninformed people to describe something they don't understand. That is the term ghost gun. It's stupid. Americans can, they can get firearm kits, like an 80% receiver, like if you're, or a frame in the case of a pistol, and you can make your own firearm. You can't sell it. You can make it and keep it yourself. That's perfectly legal. It has been legal since the beginning of time here in the U.S. of A. Now, what the, eight, what the administration is arguing here is something that is based on a lie. And I'm going to get into the stats of this. Of course, you know I am. And I have a deeper dive piece coming out in the newsletter. This is what you need to know. The argument that ghost guns are causing all this crime is stupid. 
Who caused the crime? The criminal. The criminal. And what contributed to that? Restorative justice. Hell, Democrats did more to create an increase in, in crime than a law-abiding gun owner. Democrats, with their Soros-funded DAs, Democrats, with their restorative justice, wherein they coddle the criminal and rob the victim of any kind of judicial satisfaction... Democrats that reduced bond to nothing in New York and then had to walk that back. Democrats, which were releasing rioters in St. Louis after they burned down buildings, including a building in which a friend of mine had their shop. Democrats in California, needles and feces, not even charging people for rob for theft anymore. Why do you see so many smash and grabs? Because they ain't even charging it in California. You have an increase in crime in every major American city. It's driven by recidivism, which is driven by restorative justice. The idea that you're barely going to give the criminal the minimum. And you're shocked when they reoffend and they're back in jail and then they're released. And you're shocked when they reoffend again and then they're back in jail and they're released a year, 15 months later, which is nothing to people who are obsessed with having a life of crime. And so Democrats have, guys, they have to come up with a way to explain this. They have to come up with a way to explain to the American people why it is that there is this increase in crime. It cannot be their policies. They can't sell that to people. This is, the increase in crime is a direct result of their defund the police movement. What did you think was going to happen? So now here we are, increase in crime. And you know, whenever you have bad times economically, crime increases statistically. And so that is helping to drive it. And Democrats are standing there like, well, hell, I guess we'll go after the gun owners. So the ATF argument is that all of these gangbangers are in their garages with their expensive equipment churning out ghost guns, guys. That's just what they're doing. They're milling parts and they're, co- they're making ghost guns. Except they absolutely refuse to verify this. Lee Williams with the Second Amendment Foundation reached out to Eric Longnecker. Gosh, what a name for somebody at the ATF. That guy's the Public Affairs Division Office of Public and Governmental Affairs. He's their, basically their PR guy. And he, he, oh man. He is, uh, as my friend would say, a friend of mine would say, Karma's janitor, I guess, over at the ATF. I'm not quite sure. But Lee Williams had reached out and said, okay, wait a minute. Because all of this started from a comment from a man named Carlos Canino. He was, at one point, formerly a special agent in charge of the ATF's Los Angeles Field Division. And he had made, a he gave a quote at one point. And he had told this to The Trace, which is Michael Bloomberg's pretend journalist outfit that, where they try to push gun control by, and they make up stuff in The Trace. And he had said, this is what Canino had said. He goes, oh, yeah, well, you know, 30% of the guns that we've uh, recovered in California, they're unserialized ghost guns. Uh, the numbers are even actually, we think they're higher than that. He said it's like 41%. You know, so half our cases were, that we're coming across are just these, gun, these ghost guns. That is the statement that started all of this, and that was in 2020. 
But here's the thing. Lee Williams reached out to ATF's Eric Longnecker to say, can we get some data on these numbers from Carlos Canino? What, can we get that? And amazingly, they couldn't get it because the ATF didn't have any information on it. They were literally pushing out false data. They had no way of verifying any of this. Longnecker, he um, said that, well, some of these were, you know, were covered by uh, law enforcement, etc. And he goes, he said, quote, I'm not aware of any verified privately made firearm data that's been published by ATF. That was his direct quote he wrote with his own fingers in an email and sent to Lee Williams. So the ATF made a claim based on data that it doesn't have, data that they can't verify. They have nothing to verify. Carlos Canino made up, literally made up a quote or made up a statistic, a percentage. And it is based on that that this administration is now going after, quote unquote, ghost guns. Now, coming up, what I'm going to tell you about is the nominee, because there were two parts to this. They're also going to put forward another nominee for the ATF. And I'll break that down for you here shortly. Now, the other thing that we need, we're looking at here is Elon Musk is he's rejected the seat on Twitter's board, which to me signals a hostile takeover. Because the board, the rules on being on Twitter's board cap a member's uh, ownership in terms of shares at 14.9%. What, Musk is at 9.2, I think? 14.9%. I said last week that them offering him a seat on the board was a way of them protecting themselves against a hostile takeover. Well, Musk has rejected the board seat. I'm sure that they're trying to get a, they're racing to get a buyer's group together. You know they are. We're going to talk about this here coming up because that is that's pretty significant. And I think that was a good move on Musk's part to reject it. And we'll talk about a little bit of the uh, some of the reaction from our brethren in the press about that. Also coming up. We've got a craft riot. Etsy, they're going to have a, you know, Etsy people are having a boycott or strike or something. Hell if I know, dude. Hell if I know. We're going to discuss that. I got some economic numbers for you. I got some mortgage rates, true inflation rates, all kinds of stuff. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So clouds over Alaskan skies, and I should say these weren't any clouds, they were ominous looking clouds. 
sparked a lot of conspiracies. Honestly, it looked like a a sky squid. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, it was a worm-like cloud that was over Alaska's Lazy Mountain. So uh, the state had to investigate. And they were trying to figure out, according to Alaska state troopers, what exactly happened. It took place 7 a.m. on Thursday of last week. And it, there was apparently a streak of smoke. I think it doesn't look like a falling meteor. It legit looks like a sky squid. I don't even know what that is. It's like a squid, but in the sky and made of smoke or something. It had like little ten, like tentacles. I don't know what it is. I'm just describing it to you. Now, some people were saying it was a UFO that crashed. It was a Russian weapon and all of this stuff. It looks like a meteor. Is it a satellite? It's it, And it did look weird. Uh, the rumors reached Alaska State Troopers and the Alaska Rescue Coordination Center. They had no reports of overdue aircraft or anything like that. So they flew a mission around the Lazy Mountain area. They Nothing suspicious. So they said that maybe there was... They did find that there was a commercial jet flying in the area. And that maybe it was the rising sun. It sounds shady. I think it was a UFO. I'm just saying. It sounds shady. I don't buy their smoke and the sun coming up. Shut up. It was a UFO. Just show some aliens. That's all we want. Beverly Hills only gun shop was ordered to close in 60 days. So according, hey criminals, you got some up in Beverly Hills. Heaven forbid. Their only gun shop, Beverly Hills Guns. And that's, by the way, Beverly Hills is, believe it or not, is actually a pretty Republican area in L.A., Uh, They said that the order came from property management and the store owner, Russell Stewart, uh, said that it was property management. They had been there for two years at the same address with zero issues. So he's going to have to find a new location and all this, get approval from California DOJ, ATF, everything. So ridiculous. So, so ridiculous. Okay, so coming up, uh, we got some polling, we got some wokery, and we got some tech and uh, two-way stuff. Stick with us. If there's only one word to remember about Keltec, it's innovation. A privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol. The P15 is Keltec's first Striker Fire handgun and is the lightest and thinnest of its kind. Featuring a totally unique patent pending extended magazine, the P15 pistol's other features include fire fiber optic front sight and adjustable rear, ambidextrous safety and magazine release, as well as a gator grip texture that increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling. The P-15 is fun on the range, but it's definitely great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P-15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol and all other Keltec weapons and products, check out keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. Keltec, creating innovative, quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltecweapons.com. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. She's concerned the far left of the party is opening them up to being branded socialists. There's also the issue of crime. Some cities controlled by Democrats have DAs who won't prosecute certain offenses. There's also an assault on free speech from the left that's hurting the party. These are all important things. It's weird to hear of Mika Brzezinski, who hates me. I'm not a fan of her either. She's a total Karen. She is. Um, with a with a big... Yeah. Welcome back to the show. Your lovable little cynic, Dana Lash, here with you. Happy Monday. But I, it's shocking to hear her say things that are the obvious. Every now and then, the reality just pecks through that shell, man. I'm just saying. It's true. It's true. So the president is going to be speaking later on today, one fifteen central, I think is what we've deduced. 
because he's announcing his new ATF director, and we're going to talk about that here in a moment. I, you need to know about this. Regardless, I don't care if you don't even own a gun. I don't care if you don't ever. You need to realize something, and I try to impress this upon everybody all the time. I want you to look at whatever issue it is, whether it's an issue on speech, whether it's an issue on guns, whether it's an issue on your kids, whatever. And I don't say this as a way to diminish the importance of each of these issues, either in total or with you personally, but you need to view each of these issues as a variable. The formula is structured to deliver more control. These are variables that play into that formula. So that's how you have to look at this. It doesn't matter if you don't ever want to carry a firearm. It doesn't matter if you don't ever plan on going to a protest. It doesn't matter if you don't have kids in school or you have or your kids are out and you don't care. You've never had kids and you still don't care. It doesn't matter. Every single one of these issues is a variable that plays in to this formula, this formula of delivering more control, bigger government, and fewer freedoms for you. That is how you have to look at this. I don't expect people, I don't know everything about everything. If there's an issue that I, and I tell you guys this all the time, I know what I know and I know what I don't. If I don't know something and I cannot become knowledgeable about it enough to the point where I can articulate the pros and cons to you, I will bring someone on who can. If I, if there's something, I mean, you, people think that the electorate by and large is too stupid to go and educate themselves on something. Whether it's foreign policy, what do you mean you have a, you have an opinion on what's happening in Ukraine? Well, why shouldn't you? Your tax dollars are, are paying for the weapons that are going over there. Reject any question of your involvement and participation and your government's actions and decisions because any criticism of it is un-American and it, pre- and it absolutely betrays the founding of this country, which was set to empower the everyman. Now, I'm going to talk about the ATF director here in a moment because this position, there hasn't been anybody in this position for years. I think this whole damn department needs to be abolished. The ATF puts the F in ATF, Right? Putting the F in ATF. We're going to talk about the guy who's being nominated. And I'll, I'm deep diving this on my Substack newsletter, so you definitely want to get it. Steve Dettelbach. Because remember the Chipman, David Chipman, the big weird-looking racist who had all of these... He legit had like other ATF members that had filed HR complaints against him for being a giant racist, apparently. Like he used slurs against one of the uh, black agents because the black agent got promoted faster than he did. I guess the typical progressive. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about this Duddlebach guy here in a moment. Some of the other these some of these other big issues that we're looking at uh, polling. (sighs) New poll signal. More major badness. CBS has a new poll out. Two-thirds of Americans said that the national economy is bad and they blame the skyrocketing inflation rates and gas prices as to why. Biden has his lowest approval ratings on the economy and inflation. Now, there's a new poll that's out that a lot of people are citing, and I looked at it, and I wasn't going to talk about it because it oversampled Democrats, and I, and I thought it was a small sample. It was like 500. It was just a stupid poll. They're trying to say, oh, voters are, 
I still hate the media, though, because they're using this as a way to try to shift the narrative. They're saying, oh, people are blaming uh, Putin for high gas prices. Not when you look at every other poll, they're not. Whether it's NBC Maris, whether it's CBS, whatever, every single poll that I have and also RCP's average are showing that Biden's lowest approval rating comes on economy and inflation. And on gas prices specifically, one of the questions that's common in these polls is, do you think that Biden could be doing more to lower gas prices? And all everybody, especially independents and a significant number of Democrats all say yes. It comes down to the economy. James Carville's favorite thing to say during the Clinton era was, it's the economy stupid. It all comes down to the economy. These are top priorities for people. They're slam- because they're slamming them. Look at this. Uh, one of the things, and this was over uh, Steve Kornacki. He was on NBC. He had said on Sunday during their Sunday morning stuff that college-educated men, listen to this, college-educated men, went from being plus 16 for Democrats in last midterm. They're plus 10 for Republicans now. So in the span of one election cycle, voters are fickle. It's a 26-point shift. One of the things that you need to look at to help explain why it can, something can shift, I would say maybe two, really, maybe two election cycles. What you have to keep in mind is that in every other industry, medicine, law especially, it's the body of work that is viewed, right? You're judged by the body of your work. In law, how many cases have you won? In medicine, how many lives have you saved? You're judged by the body of your work, and that's always taken into account when analyzing any sort of thing that you're doing currently. Politics is the only industry that's not like that, particularly politicians and I think for good reason I actually was I was thinking about this over the weekend is it a good or bad is it a net is it a plus or negative for the American people that this industry is viewed that way because the way it's viewed is what have you done for me lately it doesn't matter how long someone's been a Republican I mean look at Ted Cruz he's getting a lot of criticism lately I don't know if people are aware of how he's talked about by grassroots in Texas it but some grassroots in Texas are highly critical of him and I'm It shocks me because it was grassroots in Texas that literally put him in office. He came out of the Tea Party. He was one of those 20, you know, 2009, 2010 Tea Party candidates. It's always, what have you done for me lately? The body of work is not really taken into account when adjudicating whether or not someone's latest move is good or bad. It's like that for Democrats as well as Republicans, look at Joe Manchin. What have you done for me lately? So that explains why you can see a 26-point shift. I think it's a little bit disingenuous to say that it's one election cycle because NBC is making the argument that it's just this one election. I think it's been building for, I honestly, I think this has been building since 2016. So it's been two general election cycles, I would argue. But I'm telling you what, nothing changes people's opinions faster than increases in their Gas and food. So I have some family members. They're union people. Because my one part of my family has always been Democrat because they're they're union people, right? I've told I've told this story before I've written about it. And that's how they've always voted. They voted with the union. 
I mean, I remember when I was a kid, there were certain stores whenever there was uh you remember sometimes Kane when there was like a, what is it? Pickets at Schnucks or something. This is a grocery store chain that was in St. Louis. I mean, hell, we wouldn't go. We just wouldn't go there. Right. I remember in my family that they'd get hit by a car before they crossed the picket line. Not going to happen. I was, I remember one time when I was in college and I brought craft, a craft beer to Thanksgiving and I had an uncle sitting there on the porch on my grandpa's swing, cigarette in his mouth. And he's like, girl, what's that non-union swill you're bringing up here? And it would not, because they, it, my beer bottles could not socialize with the union made beer. They had to stay out the dirty rats. They had that beer had to stay out. I mean, le- legit. Now, if I, if you were to tell me that these family members would be sharing memes and videos hypercritical of Democrats and their policies right now, I would I would say, like, you're a liar. Get out. There's no way that's ever going to happen. And lo and behold, it is, though. Because, you know, the family's all on Facebook. I mean, hypercritical memes, videos, comments. The same people. They did not change. They were not made more nationalistic. They were not made more populous. They are as they have always been. They watched their party change. They've watched their party talk more about stupid cosmetic things than about the stuff that's actually affecting them. I mean, the trans invisibility date, the hell does that have to do? With the fact that, you know, now I'm like, I had an uncle complaining about that. Oh, my gosh. I was like, that's all we heard from the president today. Were they invisible before? I mean, it just, they're only concerned about jobs, inflation, gas, jobs, inflation, gas, jobs, inflation, gas, jobs, inflation, gas. And a lot of these folks, they still work union jobs. They're in auto manufacturing. So a, a number of them are miners. They're concerned about, yeah, and immigration. They're concerned about it. And so you have them sharing this stuff now. I used to, I was the black sheep in my family, disowned by a number of them because I just was who I always have been on political issues. I just started talking about it more. It was all right if I kept it quiet and suppressed my truth, you know. Then when I began Kane speaking my truth, made them uncomfortable. But I didn't say, they, I mean, they've said things crazier than I could ever have dreamed. But now they're sharing this stuff. Man, I couldn't help myself. I was like in one cousin's comments, I'm like, hmm, seems like I told you so. But it's wild to see. Democrats are doing this to them damn selves. They're, they're, nobody's doing this to them. They're like, oh, it's Putin. It's Trump. Who do you have? Mayorkas? You had Mayorkas. What was he speaking at NAACP something? He's like, oh, white supremacy is the biggest threat. I mean, National Action Network. oh, Al Sharpton's thing, the chemist from MSNBC. Remember, I'll never forget. Yeah, play this real quick. This is just some. Because of ideologies of hate or false narratives propagated on social media and other online platforms. And the most prominent um, threat is the threat of white supremacists. Like the FBI kind that was up in Michigan trying to kidnap Whitmer? Like that kind? Fed boys. Fed boys. Because them's was fed boys. 
I don't know if you saw, okay? You remember seeing that? Fed boys. F-E-D-B-O-I-S. Fed boys. No convictions. No convictions. Yeah, they got they got off scot-free. It's good to be a fed boy, isn't it? Man, there's a song right there. It's good to be a fed boy. Oh, man, alive. All right, we've got... I have a number of things still to hit on. Uh, because... We're going to, I'm going to explain, we're going to get into this whole thing with the ATF nominee before Biden talks. And I'm going to, you really want to sign up for the newsletter. This will be a free, uh, not, it's not going to be just for paid subscribers. Uh, but this is going to be uh, for all of you, really bookmark this post. And then I'm going to link in it all the other stuff that I've written just in the past year that has deep dive into Biden's gun control stuff. Uh, and I'm going to link that in there. So just bookmark it because it's going to be full of all kinds of good things. And you'll get that a little bit later on after uh, the program today. I have Fox tonight, so it'll be sometime between there or maybe even after Fox. But as soon as I, I got to finish it, your girl has to finish it. There's a lot of stuff in there. The end of 2021 saw inflation rise by almost 7% in just one month. And that means in 30 days, your dollar became 93 cents. This year, the stock market has been dangerously volatile. Gold provides a hedge against inflation, which is why you should trust legacy precious metals for investing in gold and silver. Inflation isn't slowing down. It's escalating. Trust legacy precious metals to give you unbiased counsel based on your personal situation. It's time to be proactive and take steps to protect yourself. Legacy precious metals will advise you on all of your options, whether that's rolling your existing retirement account into a gold IRA or whether that's holding physical metals directly in your home. Speak to an IRA expert at Legacy Precious Metals. The number is 866-580-2088 or download their free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Protect your family's wealth with Legacy Precious Metals. Call 866-580-2088 or visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's Chapter and Verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. Make sure you sign up for that newsletter, Chapter and Verse. You don't want to miss it. I saw this over at Pace Magazine, and my first thought was, Citizens of Gotham. It says, a Dyson for your face. The Dyson Zone Combo Bluetooth headphones and wearable air purifier is coming in 2022. And you'd look like a douche if you wear it. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. You deserve to be publicly ridiculed till you have to eat your lunch in a bathroom stall because it's that dumb. Have you seen it? I don't dislike Dyson. I have a Dyson fan blowing on me right now because it was like the quietest fan I could get. It gets hot in the studio. I I like Dyson. I think their stuff is neat. But... You're wearing a helmet. There's no way any chick is going to wear this because you're going to have can hair, right? You're going to have the headphone hair. It's headphones and then a third headphone in front of your mouth and nose. That's exactly what it is. I don't know how else to describe it. And it's called the Dyson Zone. It's a wearable personal air purifier that goes with you wherever you are. And then, and then there's, it's just a silly. Guys, this is one of the silliest things I think I've ever seen. Would you wear this cane? Uh, that's no. a negative. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if, are the airlines allowing you to wear this? No. How much do you think it is? It looks like it's, and then it shows you all the different, they said for six years, Dyson engineers were trying to work out like a wearable purifier. It, ah, man, I can't tell you what I think it looks like. I don't think I, can you know what it looks like? I don't um, it, 
let's just put it here. It looks like a more modern version of a ball gag. Okay. Yeah. That, that's helpful, that's, right, to illustrate for those uh, who yeah. can't watch the video simulcast. Uh -huh. go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they talk about the, the headphones are noise canceling. So are you supposed to wear these like when you're out and about? And they're like, oh, city air, you know, et cetera. Where, yeah, go and you're not going to be able to hear your attacker coming up behind you, I guess. I don't know. It's just, it's just odd, but it looks like a Bane thing. Like it legit looks like something from Dark Knight Rises. Bluetooth headphones into the headgear. So it's so beautiful. Wearable technology. I think that there's a limit to wearable technology like this, right? If it gives you headphone hair and you kind of look like a doucher, maybe that's a no there, Cotton. Stick with us. Second hour on the way. As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com. danasbeats.com. We have full curriculum transparency now in the state of Florida, so every parent has a right to know what curriculum is being taught in any subject. You have a right to know about the different library books, and you have an opportunity to make your voice heard if some of that curriculum runs afoul of our state standards. That's empowering parents. That's getting parents to have a seat at the table, and I think conservatives are leading. It's a winning issue, but it's just the right thing to do. Kids are going to do so much better in education if parents are part okay, so of this it. is not I thought we were going to play Democrat Madeline Dean saying that Republicans were just mouths of a cult. Welcome back to the show. I don't know what the hell that was. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Second hour of the program. And uh, I guess we don't have that one. It's cut nine. I think the sheet you got is just incorrect as far as. Oh, that's super helpful. I'm playing audio. Can we <laughs> get whatever number that yeah, is? That'd be great. That. It's cut nine. But this election is going to be clear. And we will retain and I believe grow the majority both in the Senate and in the House because the Democrats stand for democracy and we stand for doing things. Republicans have no agenda. They're simply the mouths of a cult for the most part. Yeah, that would have been way better if we had started with that. Uh, but again, welcome back to the show. You're curmudgeon here. Dana Lash. Uh, that's uh, Madeline Dean saying that the GOP are mouths of a cult. Super. That's uh, keeping in, I guess, in in place with president mcunity's push to unify the nation not really so much though um hmm do you feel like you're part of a cult How, what makes it cultish i'm just trying to figure that out that's just we these people get so mad at people like lauren bobert and others but is there going to be any kind of accountability for dean I mean, that's kind of more of the uh, basket of deplorables kind of stuff. Super smart moves to be making right before a a uh, midterm election. Good heavens. So, 
Second hour of our program, and we're waiting. The president is going to be speaking here some point later today. He's going to announce a new, a well, a, a, a nominee to ATF. Putting the F in ATF, the ATF. And the ATF has gone without a director for, for like an official director because you have to go through Senate confirmation and all this other stuff. Uh, they've gone without this for quite some time. Gina Raimondo was one of the last ones that we, uh, she was a temp. She was working with the Biden administration even before the election. She was talking to Biden about gun control pushes. And the desperation of the administration to, to turn towards this signals two things. It signals that Democrats are weak and they know it. And it also signals that there's, it's indicative of a complete lack of strategy. These people are not strategists in this administration. This is one of the stupidest moves I've seen anybody do. As though this is going to do, first off, focusing on gun control is not going to do a singular thing to move the needle for Democrats. Because no, everyone's looking at high crime. You realize that we have, we're going to set another record in ter- with gun purchases this year. You have uh, black Americans who are going and getting, purchasing firearms and getting their license to carry, their concealed handgun license, uh, at record rates. Women, record rates. Hispanics record rates everybody is doing this because they see the they see the high the high crime rates you can't sit here and and tell people that you're going to defund the police for all, all this time and then not expect people to react to that so they're trying to backpedal they they want to blame and I saw a piece in WAPO about this they want to blame all of this on law-abiding firearm owners. And as I said last hour, I don't care if you own a gun or never want to own a gun. You need to look at it like this because everything affects you ultimately. Not to diminish the importance of free speech or parental control or Second Amendment or anything else. But all of this stuff, all of these issues are variables in the government formula for control. And if you give an inch, they'll take a mile. It's the way it is. Whether or not you ever own a firearm is irrelevant you're talking about natural rights and if one can be reduced and abridged the others can as well and so we're going to get into this director but let me set this up for you because i was doing was number crunching and looking at some things here so this is how it all started carlos canino was special agent in charge of atf's los angeles field division and he said a couple of years ago He was talking to Michael Bloomberg's Trace, which is a fake journalistic entity that is designed to mimic a real journalistic entity so that when Michael Bloomberg needs to have a news article to cite for gun control, then he has like a fake news entity that he can cite and make and look legit. And so uh, this guy Canino came out and said, oh, yeah, you know, um, uh, like 41% of the ghost guns recovered by ATF in California were unseri- they're, they're unserialized. So basically he's saying that, you know, all of these crimes are being committed in California with ghost guns. And that 40, he said half of their cases are ghost guns. That's what he literally told a Bloomberg anti-gun group. And that's what kick-started this whole thing on ghost guns with Biden. He said this back in 2020. Now here's where it gets weird. So, and I was looking at this, Eric Longnecker is the ATF's public affairs division. He's their PR guy. And Second Amendment Foundation's Lee Williams emailed him and said, hey, can you 
like give us some information because he was unable to find anything verifying Canino's claim that half of these gun ca- half of these cases in California were because of ghost guns. And I even went and I was looking as well. I was looking at whether it's um, Statistia, whether it's looking at the FBI uniform crime reports that uh, that collect all of the data as relates to homicides and you know just about everything. And Longnecker replied to Williams that no, they don't have anything. <laughs> No, they don't got nothing. They don't have anything. In fact, I think, hang on, his his quote was uh, that they don't have anything of that nature. They don't have anything like that to, um, you know, they, they're not able to justify it. They don't have any numbers. They don't have any data. What? How do you, how do you not have anything on this? You're the ATF and you're basing this whole push to control quote-unquote ghost guns, which is a stupid term just like assault weapons is, you don't have any substantiation for that? Longnecker literally said verbatim that they could not verify Canino's claim. He said it verbatim. That's, that seems to me to be a super big concern, right? So here's where it gets crazier. So you have the ATF and this administration that is making a push on a problem that doesn't exist. They're pushing an on that claim that they refuse to even substantiate. So if you look at a couple different sources, whether it's the UFCs or whether and Statistia has uh, a collection of uh, homicides from uh, as well from 2016 to current. So there's about 89,680 murders in the country and, and in, this, in that period. Not, I'm not including 2022 in this, so this goes up to 2021, looking at federal collected numbers. Now of this, and this is via Statistia and some law enforcement reportings, they say about 325 homicides tied to or attributable to ghost guns. Ghost guns involved in 325 of those homicides. So out of 89,680 murders from 2016 to 2021, 325 attributable to ghost guns. So that's point, a third of a percentage point. Now how, is, how does that reconcile with ATF's Carlos Canino saying that half of the cases in California are ghost guns? It doesn't. It doesn't. So you have the ATF lying about how many cases are actually attributable to ghost guns. And what they're pushing is in direct conflict with federal actual cases, the number of federal cases. uh, The FBI UCR, Google FBI UCR, it'll take you there and you can explore the site. Statistia, so many others. So you have... Literally, the ATF line about how many cases are attributable attributable to ghost guns. They're saying half of California's cases when it's a third of a percentage point from 2016 to 2021. And it's on this basis that they are waging a war on ghost guns, which, again, is a made-up term that's used to describe a hobbyist action. If you're going to sell firearms, you've got to serialize them. This is also stupid. Gangbangers are not making guns in their garages. It's not happening. So the, the uh, new ATF director... This guy. I got a piece coming out about this. Steve Dettelbach. 
We don't really need an ATF, much less an ATF director. You know what I mean? We don't need it. The ATF is lying. And, and here's the other thing that I wanted to bring up to you as well. Oh, where's this piece at? It was an NBC piece. I, th- I think actually, I think, can I threw it in Slack? This NBC piece, listen to this. Trafficking ring moved nearly 300 guns from Georgia to Pennsylvania, said prosecutors. None of these guns were uh, ghost guns. What gets me about this piece from NBC News is the fact that the FBI, that the ATF knew about the whole damn thing the entire time and they just let it be done. You know, because they were investigating. While they were investigating, they just let all these crimes happen. Is that not insane? The problem is the ATF. The ATF needs to be completely deconstructed. So I'm, I'm sure we're all looking real forward to seeing, you know, what some of the stuff that Joe Biden's going to be, his new director, Steve Dettelbeck. The last one, the, oh man, I'm trying to be so nice. Kane, is it mean if I say that uh, Chipman had fever tea? Because he did. I felt like I was watching uh, uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers every time I saw that Mark Chipman guy come on television to talk about ATF stuff. You guys know what I'm talking about? Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I was like looking at Chipman. That guy was a fruitcake. He, uh, w- he was like lying about everything that he was doing at Waco and all this stuff. And he just, a, he just nuts. So we got this Steve Duddlebot guy. I just think anybody that they're going to produce, there's not going to, you know, there's not going to be a, I, I don't think that there's going to be a director that they can nominate that's going to be somebody who's worth anything because it's a ridiculous agency. I mean, they're, and, and, and with this release, they're going to try They're I mean, they're announcing that they're going to work with the ATF to basically write law. That's what they're saying. So this guy, or not Mark Chipman, sorry, David Chipman. I don't even remember his name. All I can remember is Teefs. Don't say that it's, that's beneath me. It's not. I'm simply making an actual observation that anybody else with eyes and a brain would make. Don't. This guy's not much different than Chipman. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk more about him. I'm still learning about him too. He's not much different. So this and he was a u.s uh attorney he was a u.s attorney in uh ohio so we'll see almost every day we hear about another major corporation that's gone woke tormenting their employees with progressive propaganda and funding organizations that seem to hate the country and values and free speech and rights in the constitution so this is why i'm proud to support patriot mobile it's america's only christian conservative cell phone provider they offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers so you get the same great service plus you get the peace of mind that your money is supporting free speech life and liberty patriot mobile has plans to fit any budget and they're 100 you US-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations that fight for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veterans, and first responder heroes. Visit patriotmobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make that switch today. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. patriotmobile.com slash Dana. That's patriotmobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT today. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. All right, all right. So, 
this is, uh, well, I mean, I, I've seen some arguments before. I mean, I've seen some, heard about dumb ones, but never a, this one, man beats roommate with a stick over what a mosquito looks like. They got into a fight. Dallas. In Dallas. Victor Shavers, 43, beat his roommate with a stick after they got into an argument about what a mosquito looks like. This is an Oak Cliff. The two were roomies for a couple of months, and according to the arrest warrant, officers arrived and found Shaver's roommate standing outside with blood all over him and all over his face in the early morning hours of April 4th. He said Shavers had assaulted him. They found Shavers inside the home, sitting on his bed, blood on his head and hand. And then they said that they got had a discussion. It started with they were talking about what mosquitoes look like, and then that escalated into a fight. And the roommate, he retaliated with a metal bat. So shavers used a stick. The roommate grabbed a metal bat, and it was a ballroom blitz. Chimney Christmas. Really, does it need to go that far? Over that sounds like a sidebar. It sounds kind of like a um, weird spinoff of Barb and Star go to Del Mar, but like in a weird, you know, based in Dallas with two dudes this time. Over, over. Seriously, a fight over a mosquito. Wind Energy Company was fined $8 million because guess what? Those windmills, they killed over 150, well, actually approximately 150 eagles in eight different states over the last decade. The Migratory Bird Treaty Act, those wind turbines kill birds like crazy. And next era president said, no, any structure, there's a possibility of an accidental eagle or bird collision. No, yours is literally a, literally a giant sky blender. That's what they are. Stop thinking that they're windmills. They're giant sky blenders. And they killed 150 eagles. So, so much for being green. Look at that. Mm Mm-hmm. A uh, man fled from the police and threw a toilet off of the roof of an apartment building. So, this was in Pennsylvania. Almost sounds like Florida, man. So, how was your weekend? Uh, Because it was really crazy for this Blair County man. He's facing a ton of charges after police said he was at Nick's Grab and Go and just started assaulting people. And then he climbed to the top of an apartment and threw a toilet at them from the roof. Okay, I have a hand up. How do you throw a toilet? Are, they're heavy, right? Do you, can you actually throw one? Sure, why not? Yeah, the guy's name is Carlos Ortiz. He's got what appears to be a prison tat over his right eyebrow and a skullet. <laughs> Stay with us. we got a lot more in store. Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs joins me to explain how the border crisis has exploded in his state and how Biden's latest actions will make things so much worse. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I'll also tell you how the Biden administration is telling prosecutors to make existing immigration cases go away and letting contractors make decisions on the fate of migrants. Follow the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's The Dana Show. In fact, the Consumer Sentiment Index from the University of Michigan is probably the best thing we have to measure where people think the economy is. When Biden took office, it sat at 79. It went up a little bit in sort of B-plus territory when the COVID response improved. <laughs> it is now sitting at 62.8. So you got Chuck Todd saying, yeah, inflation rate was uh, 1% when Biden took office. Now it's... Yeah, no, it's eight. And new numbers tomorrow. Yeah. There's going to be more. Welcome back to the show. Your lovable little curmudgeon here, Dana Lash, with you. Yeah, it's going to be, it's, I got some headlines on that. Mortgage rates climbing fastest pace 
in history, making homes even less affordable. I mean, don't thanks, thanks Biden. Oh, sidebar to this. Uh, did I tell you? Like we've been waiting. Like we we got my um, son, my youngest son, for Christmas. He wanted a new, like one of those, the, with the fastest chip and all of that stuff, because he writes his own games. Like, literally codes them out of the ether and does all this other stuff. And he does all kinds of stuff online. And he wanted to get this super fast processing chip. It's been seven months. And they just they just called uh, over the weekend. And we're like, yeah, it's going to be another month. He's like, thanks, Biden. And I was like, well, it's that, that and also Xi Jinping. And, you know, everybody else that thought like them. So, but, yeah, this definitely is. Mortgage rates have increased a point and a half in terms of percentage over the last three months alone. That's the fastest three-month rise since May of 94. Ooh. 15-year fixed-rate mortgage averages 3.8% up 2.4 a year ago. And there's going to be tighter monetary policy in the coming months. Uh, Joel Kahn of uh, CNBC said, higher rates reduce incentive to refi. Application volume dropped lowest level since spring of 2019. Oh, man. There's going to be a big bus coming. Everybody's house is, like, worth so much more than it was. Like, I think our house, like, almost tripled in value. That's, to me, I think that stuff's scary when I see that. Because you guys, you see, I know people who are trying to be, oh, yeah, I'm going to sell. You're, but you're only, you realize you're not really, because if you're, you're not really trading up because everybody else's house is super expensive. The cost of construction is expensive. You're not actually trading up. You realize that, right? Stay where you are. Just hold, hold. It's like Braveheart. Hold, hold. <laughs> oh my gosh. And the true inflation rate, 13.2%. Food prices. This is the other thing. Complicating gas, food, record high. Now, I don't really like to quote a U.N. agency, but I think it's interesting that they're saying, oh, guys, by the way, Reuters reported world food prices, 13%, as noted, the U.N. noted it, and they, 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 like they were surprised. Did you, did you not see what was coming? Food and Agriculture Organization Food Price Index tracks the most globally traded food commodities. They averaged 159 points last month versus an upwardly revised 141 for February. And because Ukraine... Russia is too, but I don't really want any other stuff. Uh, Ru- what did I tell you when Ukraine, because it was considered part of the breadbasket of Europe, you're going to see this this sort of shortage in, especially the areas that get that would import the the most from Ukraine, Middle East. I didn't realize that the Middle East imported as much as it did from Ukraine. It's a pretty significant amount. They said that. Wheat, corn, barley, sunflower oil via the Black Sea. Comes out Black Sea, goes in the Med, will go to, you know, Egypt, etc. They said that food and feed prices are going to rise at 20% because of what's happening in Ukraine. The cereal price index up, climbed 17% in March. Vegetable oil, 23%. Highest reading yet. Crazy. Crazy. And then because of this disruption in the black sea area you're going to see those prices i mean wheat flour all this kind of stuff the oil uh sugar dairy rose rose sharply as well 
And Kane's like, it's all about that global currency and economy to fix it. It is. Yeah. I, I'm not... Uh, I mean, Biden himself said there's a new world order. Yeah, he did. He said that. And he wants to lead it, which makes me laugh. He can't even find the door of the White exactly. House. Why? No, bro, it's not going to work for you, man. That's a scary thing to think about, though. Like, just the the amount of... It's 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 if there's any kind of famine created from this, it's a third man-made famine after what Stalin did in Ukraine and after what Mao's done and etc. Just it's just this insane. And looking at this, and the longer this drags out, I was reading over the weekend. What is it? One of um, Putin's underlings came out and said, "Yeah, it hadn't been going so well for us. It was really it, we didn't expect it to be this long and protracted." What did I tell you? The longer this goes, the worse it is for them. Everyone sits here and thinks that they're so big and bad. This is why I don't think that they're as dangerous as China. They think Russia's so big and bad. I mean, if they were as big and bad as they as they were made out to be, then Ukraine would all be part of Russia already. That was their shock and awe. Everyone's like, oh, they're going to do so. All they have left is nukes. That's why they always were able to saber rattle about nukes. That's all they have left. We got Stephen Yates on next hour. We're going to talk to him about some of that. We're also going to, I don't know if you guys have seen some of this as it relates to control stuff. I would, and st- I don't, I don't even want to say woo flu anymore because in Shanghai, they have been keeping people. They've been locked down for how many days now? Uh, 20, like a, over like almost two months because they're trying to get to, to COVID zero. 26 million people. And there was one, uh, let me pull this up. There was one foreigner who was on Twitter, foreigner in, his name's Jared Nelson, who was in Shanghai, said, day 16 of our COVID lockdown in Shanghai today, food is the key thing on people's minds. We aren't allowed to leave, so home delivery is only way. I was up at 6 a.m. yesterday trying to get any kind of delivery, but nothing was available all day. So far, same results today. That's what they're dealing with over there because they're trying to get to COVID zero. And he goes, people outside of Shanghai asked me what it means that nothing is available for food delivery. It means you cannot get food at all. No vegetables, no fruit, no rice, no bread, nothing. Nothing is available out of all the apps and all of the stores. You can't even go out for groceries. You're not even supposed to go out because you'll get arrested. He goes, I'm fully vaccinated and I've been locked down for 16 days now without contact with anyone except immediate family and close neighbors and, and have tested negative all nine rounds while being locked down. But I'm not allowed to leave home and go find food. He said that they still had some food at home, but their, their supplies are, are diminishing. There are other people. There was a guy who pushed his, because uh, they've been going out to their balconies. There was a guy who pushed his refrigerator out to his balcony and opened the doors to show everybody that was empty. There was an elderly couple that jumped to their deaths. People are like, they did this the first time that they were locked down too. And they're doing it again. Because it's, it's they, they can't even go out and get anything. They said that those who test positive, they said 17,000 uh, people in Shanghai who tested positive last Wednesday, they had to, they go to these, uh, regardless of whether or not they're symptomatic, they go to these hastily erected quarantine camps. New York Post. The Shanghai lockdown is the largest since the first Wuhan lockdown. Yeah, with a survival rate of 99%. And this is like the latest variant. Like the, isn't this Omicron? Isn't that what they're dealing with? Yeah. But China said, 
we are going to achieve COVID zero. That's literally their policy. They said they must have COVID zero. And so they sent out, they call them the big whites. They're these, it's like, you know, in Reacher, did you guys see the, which is great if you haven't watched it, uh, the series in Reacher where they have the people in the white suits that come out. So they have the exact same thing in Shanghai. And if you're caught uh, trying to walk just like cross the street just to go to the grocery store, literally like say it's across the street from your apartment building, they arrest you. The big whites come out. Um, But they said that, they sent all these, the big whites, to go out and frantically test and retest everybody because, and lock everybody down because they're trying to get to COVID zero. That just tells you how stupid communism is. How in the world is this city even existing? Because this is one of the stupidest toddler policies I think I've ever seen, ever. You're never going to get to zero. It's a virus for the love. But they said that just like a couple of years ago in Wuhan, people have taken a jumping off their balconies again. There was a, an elderly couple that jumped off to their death. The husband was distraught because they were out of food. They had no more money and the lockdown shut his business, closed his business. And they said that the security forces, the big whites, they wear those giant white hazmat suits. They patrol the streets day and night. Anyone who breaks quarantine to go out, they are arrested and often beaten in the street. And there's videos of this out there. Hundreds of infants and toddlers have been separated from their parents after they test positive. (sighs) I mean, this is just wild. This is never, ever going to, this is never going to work. But yet that's what the Chinese Communist Party wants. CCP wants COVID zero. I mean, and so apparently one of the CCP members said if we stop all containment measures now, it means all previous efforts are for nothing. But this is actually even more for total control. I mean, that's exact. That's what this is. It is for total control. I mean, I it just it's just amazing, and that's what lockdowns are. Lockdowns were the way, the means to expand total control. I will never forget in the. In the Republic of Texas, a woman was arrested for trying to reopen her business and stay afloat. I will never forget that in Texas, there was a nail tech and an eyelash tech arrested simply for doing in-home services. In Texas. Democrat reaction when you have Republican leadership. Florida was the only state that didn't shut down. This whole damn country shut down. We have Republicans in D.C. The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation, like the P-50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation, performance, Caltech. <sighs> DanaLash.com. Make sure you go sign up for that newsletter. I was looking at this story, actually the story, this tweet, of how Elon Musk is not joining the board, the Twitter board. Because that signals to me a hostile takeover. That's why they offered him that position. I said this last week. They offered him that position in the first place to stop him from taking over everything and coming in and firing everybody. So the the CEO of Twitter, Parag, had sent out a tweet saying, Elon has decided not to join our board. I sent a brief note to the company sharing with you all here. They said we were as excited to collaborate and clear about the, we were clear about the risks. 
And they said he has to act in the best interest of the company and shareholders. The board offered him a seat. And they said that Elon shared that same morning that he's no longer going to be joining the board. I believe it's for the best, he writes. Pirog writes. He says that we haven't always will value input from our shareholders, whether they're on our board or not. He's our biggest shareholder. He said that he also wrote in this in this tweet that their goals and priorities remain unchanged. And that's the problem. The unchanged goals and priorities are throttling any real discussion anyone could ever have on Twitter. They've been limiting, limiting me. So I've been at approximately the same level of followers for um, a few days now. I was actually going to go look. I've been for the last two years taking screenshots daily. That's amazing. Because if I get to a certain point, 20,000 will disappear overnight. They're not all bots. Some of it's been my own husband having to refollow me. So they're not all bots. <laughs> yeah, Kane's had to refollow me. I've had to refollow people. They throttle you. Conservatives really made Twitter what it was because we got so active in grassroots stuff like the, the the don't go movement, all that, that was, that predated the tea party. And then when people realized that, and there were stories about how conservatives really had the biggest explosion of influence and usage of it. And then Twitter had to act. And that's when they started throttling everything. It's so stupid. Imagine being so terrified and so, insecure about your own ability to articulate a viewpoint that you have to shut people out that just makes you a pansy go ahead and kick it into florida man it's his life mission to make bad decisions (laughs) it's time for florida man a florida man was arrested for hiding a baby alligator meth and firearms in his pickup truck i mean that's you know sounds like a Sounds like a uh, Costco trip, honestly. This is, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just saying the variety of items. You know what I'm saying? There's a variety of items here. So this guy, this is just kind of wild to me. So this comes by way of NBC. So NBC, police arrest this guy, 31 years old. They found him in possession of a baby gator, firearms and drugs, Collier County Sheriff, Michael Marola of Naples, the front, he, they arrested him, the front seat passenger. They stopped the driver of the pickup truck for driving with a suspended license. So in an open plastic tub in the bed of the pickup, there's a baby gator. Then they found two illegally possessed firearms because apparently the guy, you know, he was, apparently they, there's like some kind of record there. They didn't go into detail. Uh, loaded syringes that were full of meth in his jacket. So... He was, he got all kinds of charges. I was looking at the, I was looking at the charge. Uh, I didn't see a charge for the gator. Share uh, the Fish and Wildlife Commission. They were, they responded, but I don't know if he's going to, because you can't actually possess a gator like that from what I understand, according to Florida Fish and Wildlife. I had stories like this before where people were arrested and I was like, I thought this was America, but still. Uh, Florida man was arrested after dining on spaghetti with his bare hands. Also in Naples. What is happening, Naples. It was at the local Olive Garden Sunday. A man was causing a disturbance. Ben Paget, 32, sitting shirtless near the front door, eating spaghetti with his bare hands. He also smelled of alcohol. He was greeting all the people coming into Olive Garden by saying, I could beat your, you know what? He was arrested. He also smashed his head into the patrol car's metal petition. 
partition. When you're here, you're here. Olive Garden, Infinite Stick. Stay with us, third hour on the way. I will tell you that the vice president has been wearing a mask inside. When there was a private greet, they were all wearing masks. Uh, uh, we before they went up, wearing a mask yesterday at the Senate. The, she was uh, playing an important role in in confirming or overseeing the confirmation of the first black woman to the Supreme Court. Look. Oh my gosh, she's just specialer than us. She's specialer than us. Oh yay! Welcome back to the program, your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash. That was uh, Jen Psaki. And she's talking about how Kamala Harris didn't have a mask on at that super spreader event that they had with the uh, justice announcement, all that stuff last week. It's a really emotional time. It was very special, Kane. So some of the stuff that she was saying, it was a very special, very emotional time. You know, so if it's an emotional time, that means the virus is less contagious-y. So that, yeah, it's real world. It's real word science. If you can identify as whatever you want and science means that a virus is contagious if you're seated at, if you're not seated at a restaurant, but if you're seated, it's not, then I can make up words and we're going with contagiousy. So apparently, Kane, a vir- the virus was is less contagiousy if you are at, at an, having an emotional time. It's an emotional have, uh, event. Should have paid more attention in science class, I guess. Yeah, wait, didn't you? You know why? Because you were tripping over your white adjacent patriarchy Uh-oh. because you're only half Hispanic. So you have the, uh, you know, and that's adjacent, apparently. I, I mean, see. I'm just saying what, you know, that's what they, that's what the left says. Dumbs yeah. to rules. <laughs> right? You all right over there? Kane struggles every day. <laughs> but still, why? That's just a law. To be a law, even people who are elected into office and are considered to be administrators of said law, they also must follow the law, right? Because the masking thing is... I saw... Ooh, here's a question. Have you seen people actually wearing masks anymore? Mm-mm. No? I, um, over the weekend, I had to... Uh, make a I had to make a stop because you guys know I, I don't want to keep talking about it but because I'm not cleared to drive yet not because I'm a horrible driver I'm an amazing driver because I had you know surgery and I'm not cleared yet so I had I had to go pick up something I had to go to a lady I had to get face moisturizer okay work in tv you have to wear makeup every day so so I had my son who's learning how to drive better uh drive me which was a trip but was walking out and I saw for the first time in a long time people, two people outside, outside wearing masks outside. It was, it was hot, Kane, yesterday, right? Uh, yeah, it was. 87 degrees, black masks, black cloth masks. I didn't see anything, but I thought, what? Maybe, maybe there was a reason. I don't care what you do. I don't really actually care. I just thought it was odd. I hadn't seen it, I hadn't seen it in a while. Because nobody down here wears masks. Nobody. And hasn't for over, like a, a year, two years. We did it a little bit in the beginning, but then, you know, after that. But that's, I saw two people outside with the masks. Outside. It was windy and sunny. It was hot and windy. Yeah. Wearing the masks outside. 
It wasn't an emotional event is why. They were just outside doing everyday things. But that's a lame, such a lame excuse. She didn't even, she wears her mask. Shut up. No, she doesn't. This is just all so stupid. It's like, it's, this is, it's a, it's a virus like the cold. Just get used to We're all going to have to deal with it forever. Just get used to it. That's it. The end. The end. And then you have this guy. Audio sound by five. Why is he still talking? Why is he still here? He's still here. Hoggle from the labyrinth speaks. The best way to mitigate that, John, is to get vaccinated if you're not to get boosted if you're eligible to be boosted, if you're in the certain group, like the CDC's recent determination about people 50 and older and individuals with underlying conditions, get that fourth boost. No. You get boosted. Go boost your damn self. Get the fourth booster. Keen, you got to get the fourth booster. So effective. You need a fourth one. It works so well. You need four of them. And then there'll be the fifth and the sixth. It's like bowls of total, of not total. Yeah? Oh, let me hear 15. This is Dr. Gottlieb. Look, I think this is going to be an annual vaccine. I think we're going to get away from the lexicon of calling these subsequent doses boosters. And this will settle into an annual pattern. Um, no. No, thank you. Mm-mm, no, thank you. They have to get away from the, the labeling of a booster because then people are going to be like, what seventh booster? How many boosters do I need? Like, <laughs> I'm not on board with this, but it's a vaccine every year. Okay. You know, if you get your, if you get like your measles booster or something, you have to get it like once every few years. These are like, oh my gosh, a second went by. Got to have another booster. Didn't really work even originally. You can't say that. We're going to kick you off our social media platform. How dare you say something that's true? We don't like that truth. <laughs> I hate these people. I hate everybody. Oh, my gosh. Where's the asteroid? Make it hit us. I'm done. I'm just done. Oh, yeah. They were. Oh, and oh, and then Will reminds me. Listener Will reminds me. And uh, thank you for your service, Will. Uh, retired Navy vet. He says, he says, Remember at Obama's birthday party, they didn't wear masks because they were sophisticated. Kane, we're sophisticated too. We are. Hey, we're also sophisticated. Yeah, we're also sophisticated. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I hate all this. It's all a joke. It's all a joke. I haven't, I haven't wear no mask. I'm not going to be wearing no mask. It ain't going to happen. One of my doctor's offices, they don't require masks. And then another doctor's office does. And I just, I don't know. Just So I have to tell you. Um, and then I'm going to move on. I try to be really cool, but sometimes things make it to where it's hard. Right? People test you. It wasn't anything bad. So I had, and this was like a few, this was probably like a few weeks ago. I went in and, and. They always had somebody at the front because they always che- they still check your temperature. It's so stupid when you walk in at this one doctor's office. I'm in the process of switching, and they check your temperature, and then they're like, "Do oh you have a mask?" Because they all, all offer you a mask. And I, because I didn't have a gun, I didn't wear, wear this stupid thing. And I was like, "Oh, you can't be too careful." And I just took it and put it on my head like a hat. I swear to you, I did. I go can't be too careful. 
And I just literally did that. I had my hair in a bun. I pulled up my hair in a bun. I only have it down for TV. And I. That's as much science yep. as uh, the I was virus. Like, I go, effect. thanks for the science. Right. And then I walked to the front reception desk. She said nothing. God love her. She was like, you know, probably, you know, an intern. Bless her heart. But and I wore it. I wore it on my I wore it on my head until they called me back. And the doctor kind of laughed. He's got it's a partner practice, so he's got other people there. So apparently it was like a, he was outnumbered, but he kind of laughed. He's like, you know, you can take that off. And I go, which one? Because they're both staying on unless they both come off. So that was that was fun. I'm I'm a party, right? But I think that, and I'm going to do that all the time. If I have to get on a plane and I have to fly, and they make me wear, I'm going to wear also one on my head, just so I can highlight the the significance, cane of the science, and I beg someone to ask me about it in public it'll be a wonderful it'll be it'll be wonderful what are they going to kick me off the plane because i'm also wearing one on my head can't i mean you can't be too careful science wear shoes on my hand next it'll probably help too i mean let's just like you know all stupid stuff okay so I got, I got other things we got to actually get into. Make sure you sign up for my newsletter over at Substack, chapter and verse, because I'm breaking down Biden, desperate Biden turns to gun control. That's a piece that's coming out. And uh, this is, I'm going to get into the ATF director and we're going to get into, because they're going after, um, and a friend of mine who uh, loves Ruger made this good point. Ruger's LCR, because they're going after receivers and all kinds of stuff that would be affected by this order. Uh, my friend noted Ruger's LCR has two separate receivers. The lower's polymer, and it doesn't have a serial number on it. And that's the firing control mechanism. I'm like, oh, that's true. That's affected by this. This is just all so ridiculous. Reason had a really good piece out, and I'm going to link this. They had a very good piece out wherein they uh, wrote, "Do and it's a video, do studies show gun control works? No. Out of 27,900 research publications on gun laws, only 123 tested their effects rigorously. Oh, what? Yep. Now, why do you need to know this? Maybe you're not a gun person. Well, because this is all a variable for government control, whether it's guns, whether it's uh, free speech, whether it's your kids in school, it's all a variable about control. And so you have to care. If you care about government control and you like being free, you have to pay attention to every single time they try to infringe and abridge a right that is a variable somewhere else. That's the way this works. There was a reason noted, a massive research effort going back decades. There was a 2020 analysis by the Rand Corporation. They looked at 27,900 research publications only 123 studies, or 0.4%, actually tested the effects rigorously. Uh, they weren't even, most of them weren't, weren't even useful for non-empirical discussions. <laughs> but this is the point. It's all advocacy. I've said this before. They've had glaring flaws in their research and they and reason says this is pretty typical now of how academic publishing the industry responds to demands from po political partisans and scientific evidence if they if they have something that doesn't exist they will try to create the environment for it to exist so that they can say look this exists here is a bs study that substantiates this because they know the american public is not going to break down a study they know that you're busy you got to work because somebody's got to pay for biden's inflation sadly it's you so 
that's uh, they said 123 papers. They had tested 723, 722 separate hypotheses about the impact of gun control policies for st- statistical significance. So it was junk. It's, this is junk science. This is what happens when you politicize science, when you politicize fact, when you politicize academia, when you politicize medicine, you get you can't trust anything. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, a couple things that we have here. Um, This, bring this up. There was a horrible fatality over the weekend. You had, uh, what is it? And then Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins. That was sad. He was apparently trying to cross multiple lanes of traffic and was it was hit by a truck. This just sounds horrible. And now they have former Cowboys executive Gil Brandt. He's getting a lot of backlash. They He's being accused of making disgraceful comments about it. He uh, had said that he was asked about his... Um, uh, his death and he goes I hate he said quote I hate any time anybody's killed or anybody dies but he was a guy that was living to be dead okay whoa he goes he goes they told him don't leave school early you just don't have the work habits don't do this don't do that and he goes he left school early so look I don't there's something to be said for timing and regardless of what you think what your opinion is there's just not the time right when I'm just saying just saying like let's grace with that that's my grandmother my grandmother would be like oh you can talk mean about them all you want to when they live in but when they're dead don't speak evil of the dead that's what that was her belief system and i'm like really because they can't she's like nope don't do it that was my grandmother's so that's still in my head uh let's see here beavis and butthead a new movie oh my gosh save us mike judge they said it's the dumbest space movie that's ever going to be made. It's called Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. It's coming this summer. Rejoice, Gen X. Rejoice. So the lovable, moronic metalheads. There's Mike Judge tweeted out a confirmation. He's He had a couple of sketches of the guys in their current middle-aged form. And now it's it's going to be on Paramount+. Plus. And apparently it was going to be on... It was going to air on Comedy Central, but they acquired it for Paramount+. Plus. So that's when it'll, and it'll hit this summer. I am actually going to watch that, Kane. I'm going to watch it. Are you going to watch it? Totally going to watch it. Uh, Nancy, this is catty. Listen to this. Nancy Pelosi blamed progressives like AOC and Premier Jayapal for, quote, vying to be Queen B, and claims that they have alienated Hispanic and Asian Americans by talking about socialism and abortion. Oh, 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 man. Fight. fight. I want to watch this. Please, anyone, anybody who's in the Capitol, anywhere, anytime that they're around each other, please record it. Sit and then put it up on World Star. And then stand in the back and yell World Star just to add to it, right? Just saying. Just saying. Uh, this is interesting. From the BBC, a shock result in particle experiment could actually spark a physics revolution. So scientists just outside of Chicago found that the mass of a subatomic particle is not what it actually should be. It's a measurement that is the first conclusive experimental result at odds with successful theories of modern physics. They found that the particle known as a W boson is more massive than the theories predicted. And then there's some stuff I don't understand, but I'm very interested in. It sounds cool. So go science. That's science, not pronouns. Stick with us. Stephen Yates next.
Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you, your lovable curmudgeon. Make sure you sign up for Chapter and Verse, the Substack newsletter, because I have a couple of, oh, I have a big deep dive piece coming out. Um, uh, just to, to catch you up really quickly, Kamala Harris came out and they were talking about uh, this stuff with ghost guns, which, by the way, ghost guns and assault weapons are the phrases, are phrases on the opposite sides of the same stupid, uninformed coin. They're both made up terms used by ignorant people, uneducated people, uninformed people on and they're 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 phrases that uninformed people use to sound like they know what they're talking about. And they are absolutely meaningless. There's no such thing as a ghost gun. And gangsters are not in the garages milling lower. They're not they're not putting together gun kits and and using that to drive crime. They're not getting lowers. They're not doing any of this stuff. That's not what they're doing. And furthermore, and I'll talk about this uh, more in depth in the newsletter, uh, just one quick thing before we switch gears. Furthermore, the ATF doesn't, all of this is predicated upon the ATF making a claim that it refuses to substantiate as it relates to how many homicides are attributable to ghost guns. And the truth of the matter is that the numbers that they claimed, were they the ATF absolutely, to uh, Lee Williams, refused to substantiate that. Furthermore, you cannot reconcile the numbers that the ATF stated with anything that's been published in the UCRs from 2016 to the last bit of data that we have published fully of 2019. It's you cannot reconcile it. And I will explain that in excruciating detail in the newsletter coming up. So switching gears, because it doesn't matter if you carry or not. It's a variable and, and it is a variable in the formulation for more government control. And we were talking about this with what's going on in Shanghai. People are jumping out of their balconies now, off their balconies, to their deaths, because they're, that's quicker than starving to death. And I was telling Kane earlier, I know there's a lot of stuff going on in Russia. I actually am more worried about China than Russia, because Russia is carrying out this protracted uh, engage this war in Ukraine. If they were as tough as they were advertised themselves to be, Ukraine would be part of Russia now. Not saying that it's not important, but China is freaky deakier more than Russia is. So on that very on that fun turn of phrase, let's go to our good friend Stephen Yates. I highly encourage that you follow Mr. Yates, our very good friend, longtime guest of the show on Twitter at Yatescoms. He's senior fellow at American First Policy Institute and chair of the China Policy Initiative. Stephen, always good to see you. I mean, I don't I don't mean to diminish the importance of Russia and everything in that, you know, in the geopolitical sphere over there. But, you know, if they were as tough as the, and hardcore as they advertised themselves to be, I mean, they really made a play of it in their military ads, then Ukraine would be part of Russia and it wouldn't be a thing right now. What I'm most concerned about is China accelerating their, I was just reading a thing from Wall Street Journal, they're accelerating their nuclear buildup because they claim that they're worried about the United States when really they're the aggressor here. I'm concerned that we're all going to be like people in Shanghai, trapped on our balconies and having to jump to our deaths because our fridges are empty. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, you're right when you look at the very, very stark proof of what happens in a society when you have an overly controlling and intrusive government who has no value for human dignity whatsoever. I mean, you see that there is no respect for human institutions of family, religion, free association, any of those things that are the pillars of freedom, not just in America, but anywhere in the world. And you, we've learned under COVID that there's a lot of the world that's ready to wilt and allow those institutions to bend or break. But nowhere are they more broken and more gone 
than what you see happening in Shanghai and in broader China right now. They have a zero COVID policy, uh, but what it really is, is the least prepared population for dealing with this virus at this point. It proves that the shutdown policies actually leave you open to more destruction and disruption. And I mean, if people haven't seen it, you can. they have these high rises where they have drones that are actually telling people to stop singing on their patios because they yearn for some social interaction. Uh, people are jumping to their deaths because they're facing starvation. But perhaps the most brutal thing that I would encourage people not to go watch, although it'll be hard for them not to, is you see a government that is taking people's pets and, oh, and beating them to death in the streets. Now, there's two things going on here. A government that values nothing but control, but also something maybe even scarier. We were told that this came from a wet market. If dogs and other house pets are carrying whatever is spreading in Shanghai right now, we're dealing with something very different than what we have been told and the Chinese government has admitted. See, and we're talking with our friend Stephen Yates, not to make light of this, but John Wick was really a movie about a dog. And I just, I think, you know, if that had happened in the United States, imagine, because that's, my John Wick switch. I see anything elderly abuse, child abuse, animal abuse. I makes me turn into John Wick. And yeah. I, I mean, I just, you know, that's why they probably took everybody's guns in Shanghai. Otherwise, people would be up there with, you know, their 308s and they'd be looking down at these at the big whites beating these dogs. And, you know, it'd be duck hunt. Um, not to make light of it. But it's I, I mean, I have to because it's such a horrible, horrific issue. Uh, the fact that so many people, what really astounds me, and then I want to talk about this Wall Street Journal piece, what really astounds me is that, I mean, Shanghai is no small city by any means. I mean, these are millions of people. Largest in the world. The fact that this kind of control, you can control that many people, and they send out these like Reacher, Jack Reacher looking things, you know, these guys in the hazmat suits out to control everyone. Apparently, like if you even go out of your apartment building, Stephen, just to go across the street, and get some bread. You're arrested. You could be beaten in the street along with your dog. Yeah, well, I mean, the Australians tried to pull that off, uh, and they, Gosh, they did a scary right. job of it for a while, but there is no one like the Chinese when it comes to imposing total control. And uh, this this is a really interesting test because China's going to face some serious disruption from all of this. This is a city of 26 million people. Trucks are not bringing product from ports into the production facilities. Trucks are not supplying grocery stores and other kinds of important supply chain issues inside of China. That also means the manufacturing platform of the world that we have not weaned ourselves off of the addiction to is going to be disrupted. It also means that the scarlet letter I of inflation is not going away anytime soon and that China itself is gonna face a lot of pain more so than Americans are from this. We'll get our own dose of it when it spreads, uh, both the inflation and whatever this virulent thing is that's spreading around in Shanghai. But the economic, political, and social disruption, even the Chinese people at some point have to say no mas. That's happened a few times. But when you start disrupting the major cities of China, you can bet this is not one city.
This is happening in other places too. And Xi Jinping might not necessarily be emperor for life like he was suiting up for. Ooh, that's a real that's a very good point. Talking with our friend Stephen Yates. This and and the because the COVID zero approach is one of the I mean, that's apparently what their what their strategy is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. And this ridiculous thinking is also uh, applicable to their foreign policy because now Wall Street Journal says, oh, Beijing believes the U.S. could turn to nuclear weapons in a war. And uh, they're accelerating as a result their nuclear buildup over rising fears of U.S. conflict. It's always the bully that accuses the person that they're trying to bully of being the aggressor. And true in this case also. Um, I, are, I mean, are they actually able to because their economy appears to be not, you know, in the best of, I mean, they got a lot of stuff that they're dealing with. Are they actually going to be able to accomplish this? Well, they don't actually have a rigorous congressional debate about appropriations. (laughs) And so when their leadership says the money is going away from poor, starving people on the countryside and it's going to build more nuclear weapons, guess who wins? Uh, And so it's it's one of the most troubling trends out there. It's scary that that the fastest growing nuclear arsenal on the planet is in the People's Republic of China. And we probably don't have a good read on numbers. No, Uh, we have by estimates, about four times the number of weapons. But guess what? We're deterring a lot of other places, and we have been relatively reasonable stakeholders in this kind of a regime. China, however, is a rule breaker, not a rule maker. Uh, And so we don't have that kind of assurance with what they're doing. We also have zero transparency and accountability. Mm. If they were willing to unleash a virus on the world, why would they not be willing to threaten all kinds of other kinds of weapons if they so chose? And the worst part, just if anyone isn't scared enough, a desperate and crumbling regime is still very dangerous to us. It's not just if the Chinese would overtake us that they're a problem. A weak regime is very risky for us with the world's most dangerous weapons in their hands. It's a, it recalls the how World War II, at least in the Pacific theater, really kicked off with Japan. One last quick, uh, kind of more of an observation. I think we talked about this maybe a while before talking to our friend Stephen Yates. Uh, do we have a good intel network even in China? Because I remember reading how apparently our spies kept getting killed. Do we even have, you know, eyes on the ground to the extent that we are even able to get just enough information to, to, to maybe, I don't know, either prepare or just make smart decisions? I mean, what is the state of that over there? I can't even imagine. Um, I just can't imagine having a healthy intelligence network in China. Well, a few decades ago, uh, I was a missionary. And then after that, I worked in the intelligence community. And in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, the United States worked very, very hard to expand its ability to detect what was going on inside of China. You would think in the decades that followed, we would have a better read on things. My hunch is that we don't actually have very good indicators and warnings on a lot of different things. In the explosion of globalization, people just assumed that global media was going to be able to disclose information more accurately and more rapidly than intelligence services were going to be able to to, to find. Uh, And the Chinese government does a better job of concealing uh, than a lot of other governments do. Uh, And so I, I have grave doubts. Uh, We spend billions and billions and billions of dollars on our ability to detect, and yet somehow we miss 
the biggest, most important issues that are out there time after time after time. I don't question the patriotism and determination of a lot of people who work hard on that, but you got to face them cold, hard facts when it comes to the results. And, you know, the Chinese, are that's a difficult language. Not everyone can speak it. This ugly mug can speak it some of the time. Uh, but we need lots and lots of people able to do a lot better at that if we're going to have any hope of really understanding and influencing China. That's a really great point. That's a very good point, especially not just with what you're talking about in terms of actually being able to ingratiate yourself with the with the community that you're providing intel on, but also the the point of the globalized media. I mean, really, what does it actually help? Cause more division and it seems to add to the chaos more so than solve it. Stephen Yates at Yates Comms on Twitter. Always so good to talk with you, my friend. Thanks so much and have a great rest of your week. Thank you, Dana. Take care. Of course. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. A year ago this week, standing here with many of you, I instructed the Attorney General to write a regulation that would rein in the proliferation of ghost guns because I was having trouble getting anything passed in the Congress. Oh, my gosh. All of this, all of this is Joe Biden trying to pivot and save himself ahead of midterms from tomorrow's horrible inflation report. That's what all of this is. Federal law regarding home hobbyist builds already exists. I'm not using the phrase ghost guns, and nor should you. Do not give up a single bit of, of, any, of ground in this semantics battle. Not doing it. Ghost guns is a stupid term. And again, you want my newsletter. I'm going to get into all of this. Furthermore, the ATF is using a, an unsubstantiated number They're standing on that and using that to justify their grab for your rights. That's what this is all about. There's there. What they're claiming cannot be reconciled with what is published in UCRs, the FBI UCRs. You can't reconcile them both. You can't have ATF go out there and say, oh, 40 percent of uh, 41 percent of all uh, of the homicide cases involving firearms in uh, California is from ghost guns. And then look at what UCR puts together. And what Statistia and others have reported and see that it's barely a third of a percentage point from 2016 to 2021 of what is it? 89,000 some odd. There's only 300 something that could be barely attributable to ghost guns, quote unquote, ghost guns. Ghost guns are a home hobbyist build. It's completely legal. If you sell them, you have to serialize them. That's it. If it transfers out of your possession you can't, you can't just start selling guns and making them a home. you got to serialize them. That's already an existing federal law. He's literally going out there and saying, I'm going to create a law here, but that's about the law that's already in existence. And he's doing this to dodge tomorrow's horrible inflation report. That's what this is all about. Oh, it's so frustrating. And now we're going to hear all these people parrot, ghost guns, ghost guns, not a single one of these people, you know, There's a really good point, I have to say. Someone made, uh, Mike on Twitter says, it's comforting to know the Biden administration isn't planning to implement another lockdown until they take away our guns first. Dude, it ain't gonna happen. I ain't giving nothing up. You'll have a little war on your hands. And that's just, I'm just speaking specifically of exactly what our constitutional effort, the affirmation of our Second Amendment in the Constitution, what that is. All right, so... 
This uh, I'm going to be following this, and I'm I'm going to put uh, I'll I'll have all, all kinds of stuff in that newsletter. You can find it at Substack. It's in the link of all my social media profiles. You can find it at uh, DanaLash.com as well. Today in stupidity, Kane. All right, Pennsylvania Democrat Madeline Dean. She says Republicans are just mouths of a cult. They just want to scare voters, which it's a lot of projection there. If you hear what Biden did today about scaring voters on quote unquote ghost guns, but this is what she had to say. Mm-hmm. But this election is going to be clear. And we will retain and I believe grow the majority both in the Senate and in the House because the Democrats stand for democracy and we stand for doing things. Republicans have no agenda. They're simply the mouths of a cult for the most part. Okay. So, yeah, projection Mm -hmm. is literally all they have. And yeah. uh, this is an election year. Their polling is horrible, so I'm not surprised to hear things like this. We got to talk about medium. ghost guns. We got to talk about all. Yeah, you know what? It's not. Apparently, now he's back to saying semi-auto or weapons of war again for the love. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, I'm gonna fisk this, as you know, I will. So sign up for that newsletter. I'll be on Fox tonight. Jesse Waters, 6 p.m. Central hour. Have a great evening. Back with you tomorrow, Tuesday, folks.